today on Learn Me Something. A mythical marathon versus the Ig Nobel Prize. Hey, Caleb. Um, this is episode 20 of Learn Me Something. Uh, and uh, you know what that means. I do, but they don't. Why they don't, don't you tell them what it means? Yeah, so we have decided to uh, finish off season one with this episode. So this is the season finale, and uh, we'll, we'll be back soon. Yeah. But TBD determined. It's been, we've been doing this a whole year now. Mm, I don't think so. 20 episodes, right? Uh, oh, okay, not quite, but June, close. June, I think. Close that's, to a year. Yeah, that's close. It's getting there. We've been doing this for longer than a little bit of time. Longer than some people have been alive. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah. Um, and we have a live audience. Live audience, you want to say anything? <laughs> there are three people. Only one said anything. So thank you, Chaz. Then he loves us. <laughs> uh, okay. It's been a good season one. Yeah, it has been. Very fun. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for this one. I tr- I went all out because I <sighs> I lost again. Yes. That's f- oh yeah, we didn't tell everyone. <laughs> no, I. It's the fourth episode that I lost uh, in a row, yeah. which breaks the record for the most lose- losses in a row. Yep. So if you don't know and you haven't listened to this podcast before, uh, the whole thing of it is that we each teach each other a topic, and then we have the listeners decide who wins and who loses. And Caleb has had the better topic slash presentation slash comedic ability the last four episodes. <laughs> so I am planning to change that. Okay. Well, uh, I bit off I bit off a lot for this episode okay. with my topic. I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's going to be good. This time I'm like, we'll just see what happens when I start talking. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what goes on. Yeah. So, without further ado, what do you say we kick off this? Uh, wait, no. <laughs> we're about to kick off the season finale, and you haven't even discussed the punishment and what it's like. No, so far. I was going to. Okay, I jumped the gun. Go for it. Okay, so uh, the loser, and by loser I mean me, has to <laughs> act as Uber Eats for Caleb. So whenever he wants, I have to bring him food. Three times. So I, I gave him a little coupon yeah, for like a, uh, three free deliveries. A professionally done coupon. And it's even got little hole punch numbers. Yeah. Bring you, my hole you, punch. You did spell episode wrong, but other than that, I mean, very well done. You didn't need to tell people that. <laughs> free food delivery courtesies <laughs> of the loser of Ipsody 19 <laughs> of the Learn Me Something podcast. Okay, just because you changed the, the arrangement of the letters doesn't mean... I just say it like that. I have no idea what that's supposed to spell. Yeah, it's a mystery. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I haven't done anything yet except uh, wait. Yeah, I just haven't slept much because I've just been wondering if you're gonna like <laughs> when's he gonna text? Is he gonna call? Is he gonna email? Yeah. Is he gonna send somebody to say, hey, come get me food? I don't know. This it keeps him on the edge of my seat. It's like psychological yeah. punishment. This punishment's weird because like you're not it's still up to me, even though you've already lost and we've already picked the punishment, it's still up to me how much you get punished. Mm. So I could be nice and just say, like, you know, around dinner time, can you swing by, grab me some Chick-fil-A? <laughs> or I could be like, it's three in the afternoon on a work day and I want some Krispy Kreme. And just uh, meet me in 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I have to do my best to make it work. It's going to be fun. I, there's a... 
there's a lot of power in this little card you gave me. I'm yeah, there to is. That. There is. So use it wisely. Mm. And be grateful for it. Be grateful. Okay, do I have permission to say what I was trying to say earlier? Yeah, sorry. Okay, what do you say we kick off this season finale and uh, jump right in with the game to decide who presents first? I'm ready. I'm going to win. It's going to be me. Okay, uh, here's what we're doing. Since we do have a live audience, and that audience includes Chaz, we're going to play a good old game of Smash Bros. Chaz, throw one out there for Smash Bros. Let's go! <laughs> okay. That's, this is why he's... He's good. He's, he's good. just an infrequent guest host. Is, <laughs> that's, that's the reasoning. Uh, so, if I win this one game we're going to play, then I get to choose who goes first. If Josiah wins, he gets to choose who goes first. And if Chaz wins, he gets to choose between the two of us who goes first. Or, I guess technically, if he would like to step in and do one of our topics, he can. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you can just read my notes again. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so uh, let's get these mics spun around and let's jump in here. Oh! oh Caleb with the first kill of the game. Yeah, fireball, fireball, fireball. Okay, to update the listeners, Josiah has one life left as, what are you, Jigglypuff? Jigglypuff. Oh, Josiah, J- the Jigglypuff king this is like has the- fallen. <laughs> this is like the one game that I thought I could win. Okay. <laughs> Just- I kind of just fell uh, off a building. <laughs> Caleb didn't quite make it. That was a Which, uh, okay. Okay, so we just got slaughtered. So once again, for those of us who could not see the screen, uh, which is everyone except the people in this room right now, Josiah and I lost bad. Really bad. Very humbling. Yeah. I feel, I just feel, I don't feel humbled. I just feel bad. I feel extra humble. Oh, <laughs> one extra humble dosage for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chaz, since oh. you are in control, who would you like to go first? Yourself, me, or Josiah? <laughs> While it's very tempting that uh, I go and take over one of your topics, I feel like it wouldn't do the season finale justice. So I'm going to pick Caleb to go first. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, um, Josiah, um, this, this topic that I've chosen has kind of a few topics in it. So, well, actually, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-ish topics, all within this one topic. So, in order to keep it all in a timely fashion, I am going to start a stopwatch, and no matter where I'm at on a specific topic, I'm going to move on at the end of three minutes. Do you okay? want me to? Do you want me to? Uh... Yeah. Why don't you be in charge? Here, give me your, give me the stopwatch. Okay. So, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to like? Okay. Start so, screaming or something. So you. Do you want me to burp? Uh, do you want uh, me to? Do you want me to whistle? Do you want me to wink at you? How about this? How about at when there's thirty seconds left, you just. Make some sort of sound effect. Okay. Dealer's choice. Okay. And then uh, at the end of the 30 seconds, you say, move on. Okay? Okay. We can take a break in between topics if there's questions you have. Okay. And then I'll move on to the next one. Sound good? So th- every three minutes. Every three minutes. You, you do a, a topic for three minutes when there's 30 seconds left. Sound effect. Yep. Zero. Yep. Okay. I love it. Ready okay. Uh, let me introduce the... The grand, let me introduce the genre, okay. <laughs> if you will, the tone of the evening or the okay. morning. Okay. Okay, Josiah. <clears throat> Today, 
I am going to be talking about the origins of many different popular mythic people or creatures okay. or okay. types of things. So what I mean by that is I went to Google and I started searching. I started doing research to many different types of things like werewolves and elves and wizards and dwarfs and dragons, vampires, fairies, and zombies. And since this is a season finale, I'm smashing them into one of what I'm going to call mega topic. Megasaur uh, monster. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a name to call everything. <laughs> mega. Uh, we're going to go with, I'm sticking with mega topic. That's, you ready that's for this? That's a good idea. I'm so ready. Okay. Wait, hold on. Tell me when you're ready. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be speaking probably quicker. Or okay. I'm going to try to, okay. to get through all this okay. content. I'll be listening quicker. the people need to learn some extra things since we're going to go offline at okay. the end of the season for okay. a bit. All right. I'm ready in three, two, one. Go. Action. Okay, so the first one is werewolves. Now, the origins are actually unclear, which is interesting because there are werewolves all over mythology. A lot of scholars think that the original werewolf came from the epic of Gilgamesh. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Okay, it's the oldest known Western prose, so from a long, long time ago. Very old story. Probably pretty boring. But the gist is that Gilgamesh has a potential person he's falling in love with. He finds out about her. Wait a second. She turned her previous mate into a wolf. Boom. Introduction to werewolves for the entire world. That's many thousands of years ago that that was written. Okay. Next up, we've got the... And forgive me, I'm going to say a lot of things wrong here. The legend of Lycaon. Um, This is Greek mythology. Lycaon was the son of Pelasgus. Uh, he angered Zeus, so Zeus turned them all into wolves. Boom. Werewolf part two. That's, that's just like Zeus. Exactly. Every that guy's time. always doing Every that. Every time. And then we've got the saga of the Valsungs. Uh, this is Nordic folkware, folklore. <laughs> um, the father. This is what I get for talking. It's a cute times. little top. <laughs> um, father and son duo. They find some pelts. They realize if they put those on, they turn into wolves for 10 days. That's the wear. They put those on and decide. Exactly. Yeah. Put those on and realize, wait, we should rampage, kill everyone. That's what happened. Okay, yeah. famous werewolves. Lots of them in France in the 1500s. Pierre Bergat, Mikhail Vernon. Um, they had ointment, and they believed that when they put that on, they turned into wolves, and they were serial killers. That's and believable. Then people oh. thought they were werewolves. They actually believed that, so they burned them alive. Um, another one, the same thing, called the werewolf of Dole. His name was Giles Garnier. Same situation, burned alive, used ointment. Um, which leads us to the Bedberg werewolf, who is Peter Stubb. How much time do I have? Minute. Okay. Just over a minute. Okay, perfect. Peter Stubb, uh, he was a wealthy German. This is the most notorious werewolf. He was cornered by hunters who actually believed that they saw him turn from a wolf into a man. Uh, he was also executed. Very sad. Scared everyone. They believed him. Peter the wild boy, real guy, found naked on all fours in Germany in 1725. People okay. believed he was either a werewolf or raised by werewolves. And then he was adopted by King George I and II as a pet. Um, they think, oh. Now they think maybe he had Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which gives seizures, lack of speech, and super distinct facial features. Um, and then wow. lastly, we've got Hugh Jackman, who's still alive today. Legend has it he's walking the streets. The um, yeah, some medical purposes. 30 seconds. Ah! <laughs> some medical purposes, and then I'm done, is uh, lysanthro, I think is how you say it. Psychological condition where people actually believe they're changing into a wolf. Um, then you've okay. got hyper 
trithosis, I believe, again, excess hair growth, and then rabies and hallucinations. Lots of hallucinations back then. That's what people think is the cause of Stop real Stop talking, werewolves. I'm bored! Whoa! Okay, and the Wolfman in 1941 okay. in Hollywood made it famous in pop culture. Wolfman. How'd okay. I do? What'd you think? Um, that's a lot. So it kind of like build on each other between each story. Like, ooh, that's kind of a cool story. I'll, I'll kind of use that. Or is it kind of all... Uh, Like different ideas, original ideas. It's interesting because it's a lot of different cultures. Yeah. And they all have, what you'll find with a lot of these guys, they've all got similar, uh, similar stories, even though their cultures didn't cross paths very much. Um, Especially later, but we'll get into them later. But yeah, there's werewolves. What do you, what do you think? I like that. I'd, I'd be one. Yeah. And there are lots. Ooh, okay. I do want to mention this. Some of mine are going to be shorter, so we've got a little leeway okay. here. Okay. There was a study done, I forget the name of the hospital, but a hospital in Australia where uh, I think maybe it was a mental hospital, but they had, over the course of one year, they had 91 violent events. This is in, I want to say, 2008 and 2009. Oh, okay. So they had violent events in the hospital. And uh, they did a study and realized that almost 25% of those happened over a full moon. And when it was a full moon, the violent incidents uh, featured werewolf-type things, like biting, scratching, spitting, that kind of stuff. Did they have windows? Like, could they see that it was a uh, full moon? I don't know. Maybe. I'm a, Let's hope I, not. Yeah. <laughs> But they yeah, just feel uh, it. so it's actually called like werewolf syndrome or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a real thing. Uh, yeah, so that's a strange quirk. Maybe that was the, like the original uh, inspiration for the first story in the uh, the Gilgamesh. Is that the word? Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Yeah. Yep, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, and uh, so yeah, um, some of these aren't going to be that long. Okay. But what's interesting is all of these have unique points that are just weird to talk about, like that study in Australia, Um, and also some of the scientific reasons people think maybe they become werewolves, like uh, the Pitt, oh, what was it, Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which was discovered in 1978, and they think that applied to Peter the Wild Boy. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> the <Yeah>. wild boy. <laughs> it's a wild boy. Oh, this guy's a wild boy. <laughs> okay, um, don't, start, don't start the clock for vampires. I wanted to segue into vampires from werewolves because... It's a nice segue. It, yeah, it just links up they work with well together. current events. And by current, I mean movies that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, well, there, okay, so there is a lot to say about vampires, but I don't want to say any of it. Because picture, like, some characteristics of vampires and then apply that to, like, historical events. It's just not a pretty thing to discuss. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say two things. There's a guy, uh, a Russian leader, way long time ago, named Vladimir. No, hold on. I didn't write it down. It's probably Vladimir. Uh, Vladimir Dracula. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, they think that Dracula, a lot of it was inspired by him because he was a very cruel leader. Okay. And so, yeah. And then one other thing to note about vampires 
is vampires, a lot of people thought they were real around the time where the Great Plague was coming through mm-hmm. because, wait, Great Plague, the Black Plague. I guess it could go either way. Great. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, we're going to go. Yeah. It's, it's like a big enough deal that if you use the word plague. People will get it. Yeah. Well, that's a. The yellow plague, <laughs> the purple plague. <laughs> oh, like, you yes. know. Yeah. Um, a lot of symptoms for the plague included kind of like bleeding and face. cracked yeah. skin around the mouth. Is that a vampire thing? Uh, like chapped lips? People. <laughs> <laughs> Man, vampires are always using chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> like they'd get like sores on their mouth and it would look oh. like blood. Oh. And that a lot of people thought was like a symptom of vampirism. To the point where sometimes when people died, they would like inspect. No, literally, they would inspect their body to see if they could find vampirical traits. But they would stab. You're supposed to stab them through the heart first, right? With a stake. In vampire lore, with some stake. Yeah, they would actually do that just to make sure before they looked. So anyway, vampires kind of a dark history. I don't want to talk about it, but. Some unique, kind of weird quirks in there. Yeah. Um, okay, how are you feeling? Any question about vampires? Mm, no, I. Uh, there's this podcast called Fictional. That oh, you've, you've, yeah. oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I, that's where I listen to the story. It's this guy who kind of tells uh, stories in the public domain, just uh-huh. like in his own way, uh-huh. with some of his, his like super dry humor. So, yeah. If you're into that, it's super good. I love Fictional. Yeah. They've got some really good stuff. And they do a. They do a lot about yeah. this lore, yeah. story, these lore stories. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. You want to get started with wizards? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. Start the clock. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right. Wizards is a tough one because there's so much. Probably too much for three minutes. Probably too much for a whole podcast. Better get going worth. then. Um, Basically, wizards come from Middle English. Uh, Weiss is kind of the root there, W-Y-S, and it literally means wise. So wizards, up until the 16th century, just was a term for a wise man, like a really wise guy. And that's why a lot of the wizards that you see in popular movies are like older guys with big beards. Think Gandalf and Dumbledore and... All these super wise old guys, um, because that's where wizard came from. It came not nothing to do with magic or sorcery. Just a, word. Just a like a wise guy, like mm. the Druid era. Um, but it's tricky because if we're going to think about wizards in terms of like sorcerers, it's everywhere. Every single mythology has some type of magical doer. So hard to narrow down where it came from. Uh, some fun ones to mention: ancient Egypt. In the writings called Westcar Papyrus, just, you know, yeah. one of my top five fonts. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a wizard in that one called Khufu, and he was an Egyptian wizard, and he was, he was said to have lots of magical powers. Okay. Um, and then, oh, yes, we've got the Merlin of Japan named, and I'm sorry for anyone who knows this because I'm going to butcher it, we're going to go with Abe no Saimai, A-B-E space N-O space S-E-I-M-E-I, Abe no Saimai. Abe. 
Abe. It's like a good old American name. <laughs> Abe, the Merlin of Japan, uh, was 10th century to 11th century, also said to have a lot of magical powers. Uh, the Bible also mentions, like, witches and kind of magicians in the Old Testament specifically. Yeah. Uh, and They're like you, the wise men, right? That's, pre- that's the same thing there. Uh, that's the same term. But then in the Old Testament, there's actually also, wizards of the magician type yeah, mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think, oh, I think it was Saul who banned magicians from the kingdom or something like that. Chaz? Anyway. Is that true? Mediums. Mediums. Ah, same thing. Oh, so interesting fact, Christianity believes that, well, like older Christianity believed that magic was a very spiritual thing. Yeah. So that's what led to the Salem witch hunt. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mass- Salem, Massachusetts. This is 1962. So recently um, they thought that there was some witchcraft going on, which was linked by Christianity to like the devil and satanic work. And so they were searching. Oh, time's up. What? I, I was just so uh, involved in your, your topic. Uh, okay, we're going to so take, sorry. give me an extra 30 seconds. We can do whatever we want. 30 seconds. Caleb, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> go as long as you want. Okay, because I've got three more and they're kind of funny. Okay, 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Baba Yaga. You oh, I know Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. I know Baba Yaga. Russia lived in a hut that sat magically on a bunch of chicken legs. Yes. Super weird. Old lady lives there. Yeah, yeah. super sketchy <laughs> witch. Um, then we've got Nick Flamel from Harry Potter. You know that? Nicholas. Yes. Nicholas Flamel. Uh, Turns out, real person. Oh. He was a bookkeeper in the 17th century and people... It said that he got a magical book. I know I'm almost done. Mrs. Rowling has done her research. Mrs. Rowling, indeed. Um, turns out, as the story goes, he got a magical book, or not a magical book, a book that had like this different language that no one had ever read. He okay. dissected it, turned into his whole thing, and then, you know, Sorcerer's Stone. This whole thing, yeah. Actual, like, historical folklore or real, if you choose to believe that. And then. My personal favorite, so I saved him for last. Michael Scott was considered to be a wizard. Um, oh, because of all the time he spent in Azkaban. Exactly. <laughs> With the Dementors. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so I was looking up famous wizards and famous wizard stories just to see if there's anything good. Yeah. I scrolled down and I see Michael Scott, and I'm like, that has to be a joke. Turns out, 13th century, guy named Michael Scott was a European intellectual... Um, grew up in Scotland, did a lot of stuff there. He ended up tutoring the Pope. Um, so there you go. Michael Scott, the Pope tutoring wizard from the 13th century. Pope, pope tutoring? Pope tutoring. That is a, that is a fun sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, ready for your next three minutes? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, next up we've got elves and fairies. Turns out different names for the same being, which is funny because I've actually talked about elves and fairies twice now on this podcast. <laughs> Wait, in what the, was elves? The Santa Claus episode was, oh, fair, was elves, elves, and then the uh, Sherlock Holmes episode yes. was fairies. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Norse mythology, for the most part, there's kind of elf beings in a lot uh, of places. Gotta love Nor- uh, Norse mythology. Just some Those trolls and stuff. You know, some interesting cool. stuff there. Yeah. Um, they were believed to be shapeshifters. 
Um, by the 1500s, it was widespread in stories all over the place. Here's the fun part about elves and fairies. I won't dive in too deep since we've talked about them before. Mm -hmm. The belief of elves is still very strong in Iceland. Um, from what I read, about half of residents believe in beings wow. called the Holdefolk. H-U-L-D-U-F-O-L-K. Um, it's translated as hidden people. Turns out that Holdefolk is a synonym of Alfar, which is translated to elves. But they didn't want to use Alfar because they thought the term was derogatory, so they used the synonym. <laughs> the synonym. Um, weird stuff around these this beliefs. When Christianity moved into the Icelandic area, it became kind of a story that Adam and Eve had some kids and Eve hid them from God because this is all really far-fetched. Eve hid them from God because they were dirty and God said, what you have hidden from me, I will hide from you. And he turned them into these hidden beings. Uh, and uh, it, it weird, like a weird crossover of cultures. Yeah. And it, just odd. Yeah. Uh, and then, Another belief that Christianity brought in in relation to the elves was that they were like fallen angels or yeah. the descendants of angels or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, weird mix of culture, religion there, everything. But here's the fun story, then we'll move on. Okay. Road construction in the 1930s in Alf Hole, also translated as Elf Hill, they were going to construct a road that went through, so they were going to demolish the hill, build a road, Right. In the 1930s, this was known as a famous elf residence to the people. Um, so it got delayed for about a decade because of money issues. Finally, they decide, let's kick this off. They 30 try seconds. It. Okay. Uh, they got broken machinery. They lost tools. They ended up scrapping the project, and they rerouted it around the hill. So fast forward 50 years to 1980, they decide we're going to try again, and they tried to drill in to start the demolition, and the rock drill broke. And so they said, okay, bring in the replacement. And the replacement mm, drill broke. Yep. And they said, we're too scared to keep drilling here. The elves are stopping us. So they gave up. Eh. That was, that was well done. Good. Thank you. That was a good one. So they just just kind of stopped and it's yeah. unfinished to this day? And then in 2012, Iceland put it into law that you can't demolish any site that was known as like a elf area because they said it was like a special like area from heritage so all of those areas are actually mm. protected now almost like national parks yeah, so uh like there uh, you go elf land there's a elf land in iceland okay which i would personally love to visit who, who decides where those places are is that just <laughs> from like tradition i don't know uh just gets passed down yeah i guess and there's another thing uh that like a lot of people won't throw rocks in Iceland because they're afraid that they'll hit a hidden person because the hidden people are rock dwellers. Oh, that's kind of sad because like skipping stones is quite fun. Yeah, for sure. They're missing that. Well, no, I, you don't hit I appreciate a that. Person. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's respectable. Okay. Um, we've got a couple more here. I'm going to do dwarfs. You don't have to set the okay. clock because I didn't do as much. Um, just wanted to mint. I just wanted to mention the interesting things in that Lord of the Rings actually got it pretty spot on when it comes to dwarfs. So dwarfs come from Teutonic and Scandinavian mythology, and they're just what they are in Lord of the Rings. So they're old fairies, 
old scraggly looking fairies super short what i read was like 18 inches tall and they live in mines and mountains and they're super greedy and they just dig for gold as deep as they can and uh, they form tribes and kingdoms just like lord of the rings and here's the interesting thing is in mythology they were known for forging magical swords and rings so, ah, I mean, you gotta give Tolkien Mr. certain Tolkien's credit too. Done his research as Tolkien well. Tolkien and Rowling are both, you know, they both can read. <laughs> mm. Crazy. Okay, it does give me some fresh respect for these writers in yeah, that they didn't just like make up. Yeah. They could have just made up whatever. Yeah, but like some of it is taken from folklore and mythology, and yeah. I think that that's kind of cool. That's cool. Wait, so you said um. Dwarves are fairies, but fairies are elves. Does that mean dwarves are elves? It depends on what culture you're looking at. I don't think they would at. like that, based on the Lord of the Rings version. <laughs> right. Uh, my favorite dwarf in Lord of the Rings was Tinkerbell. <laughs> 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 no, I think I think they were elves and fairies were used to describe the same being for a long time. And then as they got more popular, they separated into their own thing. So like Tolkien took elves and made them, you know, full human-sized people, that kind of thing. And they just kind of split off depending on different culture. I I don't think there was ever a relation between dwarfs and fairies, although that is a funny picture. Okay. Okay, last up on our little marathon of origin stories. Do you want a timer? Uh... No, let's just go for it because okay. this is the last one. Okay. Well, two more, but really just one. Okay. The last, the last one I've got a lot of notes on, dragons. So dragons are interesting. I did quite a bit of research on this, and they're weird because almost every single culture has dragons, and they're all very similar, and... A lot. There's nothing linking a lot of cultures together. So it's like, how did all of these cultures come up with the same, like, mythological being? Mm-hmm. Unless maybe it was real at one point. Big old lizard. I don't. One big old lizard. <laughs> big Komodo dragon. <laughs> okay, so uh, you've got China, right? They're famous for their dragons. Um, Chinese dragons are wingless, but they can still fly. You've seen like the. Giant pinata, not pinatas, <laughs> with the people inside. <laughs> Hit it! <laughs> Hit it! It's running away. <laughs> the giant. What would you call those? Like a, I don't know. What I guess a costume, maybe. Yeah, like a. You know what I'm talking about? Like the giant float. festivals. Yeah, yeah. Where all these big dragons are floating around. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Mulan. You've seen some dragons right, in Mulan, of, of course. course. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of other Asia adopted similar types of dragons. So there's a lot of parallels there in why that works and how they could create similar beings, like a similar mythological being. And then you move into Europe, so we're getting further away. And this was a long time ago. A lot of these places hadn't connected a lot yet. Um, and so we're in Europe. They had dragons very similar, but these are big winged fire-blowing dragons, right? Kind of like medieval era is what I'm thinking of. And uh, they think that the fire-breathing might have come from, like, the eternity of hell. Like, that was the 
since there was so much Christianity in the area, that was the connection. Um, I, that seems like a stretch to me, but that's what I read yeah. in a couple places. Yeah. It's a theory. Um, and then you've got Native Americans, um, and they had their form of dragons, also very similar. And then you had the Mayans and the Aztecs with oh, Quetzalcoatl. 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 Yeah. Is that it? Audience? Final comfort. Okay. The audience is giggling. The audience <laughs> so doesn't maybe we approve. butchered it. Uh, so we're going to go with Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's close. Yeah. We'll go with that. But uh, Quetzalcoatl. Quetzal. Quetzalcoatl. No, I, I like Quetzalcoatl. Okay, okay, that's fine. Quetzalcoatl. Um, they had dragons, also very similar, and there's no way that their culture intersected with the others, right? So how are they all coming up with the exact same winged beast? And then you've also got, like, Bhutan. That was famous for dragons, like, on their flag. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Inuits in, like, the deep Arctic in Canada... They had a form of dragon as well. And so it's like, that's what's interesting about the dragons is it's like, where, how did all of these places come up with the same thing? Uh, I read one quote from a mythologist. I don't know if that's a term, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> a guy who's really into this stuff and is a scholar. And his theory was that this is just the type of beast that you can come up with. Like yeah, in like your it's head. based on a reptile, but yeah. it's big. And it's just, oh, and it flies. Yeah, it's just something you can, something you can think of. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, this stuff is interesting. So you've got the story in Mesopotamia of Tiamat. Have you heard that? Mm-mm. Okay, Tiamat, known to be a giant, uh, f- a giant winged beast that came out of the sea and was going to destroy everything, right? And so this guy, Murduk, Marduk, sorry, had to fight him. Marduk was able to take Tiamat down. And uh, that's a really famous story from the Mesopotamian era of dragons. And they think maybe that's the first big story of dragons. But, hold on. But here's an interesting connection. Um, in the Bible, okay, in Job 41, uh, God is talking to Job about Leviathan. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Leviathan, let me read to you actually just a little bit of it. And it's God talking to Job saying, can you take down Leviathan? And then in the end, he's basically like, and I'm so much more powerful than him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Leviathan... Can you pull in Leviathan with a hook or tie his tongue down with a rope? Can you put a cord through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he beg you for mercy or speak softly to you? Um, Will he make a covenant with you so that you can take him as as a slave forever? Can you play with him like a bird or put him on a leash for your girls? Okay, that verse is kind of funny. (laughs) Will, (laughs) Will traders bargain for him or divide him among the merchants? Can you, here's where it starts getting dragony. Can you fill his hide with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay a hand on him. You will remember the battle and never repeat it. Any hope of capturing him proves false. Does a person not collapse at the very sight of him? No one is ferocious enough to rouse Leviathan 
who then can stand against me? Um, let me scroll down here. He talks a little bit more about it. Who can strip off his outer covering? Who can penetrate his double layer of armor? Who can open his jaw surrounded by those terrifying teeth? His pride is in his rows of scales closely sealed together. One scale is so close to another that no air can pass between them. They are joined to one another so closely connected they cannot be separated. His snorting flashes with light while his eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flaming torches shoot from his mouth. Fiery sparks fly out. Smoke billows from his nostrils as from a boiling pot or burning reed. His breath sets coals ablaze and flames pour out of his mouth. Strength resides in his neck and dismay dances before him. Um, when Lephiathon rises, the mighty are terrified. They withdraw because of his thrashing. Uh, basically, some more stuff about how strong he is. Um, he makes the depths seas like a cauldron. He makes the sea like an anointment jar. He leaves a shining wake behind him. One would think the deep had gray hair. He has no equal on earth, a creature devoid of fear. He surveys everything that is haughty. He is king over all the proud beasts. So a lot of people, I know that was a lot, a lot of people link Leviathan to Tiamat, which is interesting because it's almost like God in this story is using the mythology of another story as an analogy for how powerful he is. So it's interesting that the Bible links these two stories. Um, and, I mean, when you read the description, it's very clearly a dragon, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I uh, I just thought that was an interesting connection Yeah. that the Bible would reference, like, a story from a different, probably s- similar time, I don't know, um, but probably a story that Job knew well. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, there's there's my theory that makes dragons interesting to me is that Levi- Leviathan is actually reference to the story of Tiamat in a way of um, God showing how powerful he is to Job. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, and then another theory is that you know people were just seeing dinosaur bones and were like, "What is this?" And yeah. then they made so up this a dragon is out big. of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. The one other thing I had to talk about, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about it because it's kind of sad. It's zombies. Oh. I thought it was going to be a fun story. Yeah. But it's basically, I'll just give you the gist. It's basically comes from Haiti during they brought in a lot of African slaves. And oh, wow. the slaves would long for freedom and they would long to die so that they could go to what they at the time thought was their afterlife and be free. Um, and then, but then when they were considering taking their own lives, a lot of them were too scared to mm-hmm. because they were afraid that if they did, they would be stuck soullessly wandering as a slave on earth for all of eternity. And so that's the, the term is Z O M B I zombie. That's like, the original term there. So super closely linked to slavery and uh, cruel slavery conditions. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
So uh, it was like that for a long time, and then Hollywood actually kind of made it what it is today with uh, some of their early zombie movies, and that's when they kind of adopted this, you know, horror movie. What what you see today with in the, zombie with the e. yeah zombie with an e. So yeah, I don't want to dive into that one too much because it's kind of sad. But wow, yeah, I didn't I didn't know about that. It's yeah, very there you go. You learned a little thing. Yeah. Um, I guess it's still learning, even if it's sad learning. Yeah, very true. <clears throat> so there you have Josiah, my first mega topic. Nine different beings all discussed in. Uh, Less than the time I, or more than the time I allotted for myself, <laughs> but you know, I tried. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to, to have goals to shoot for. Yeah, we'll get there someday. Yeah. Cool. What'd you think? Any questions? Um, I don't know. I like that type of stuff. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's fun how everything links to very, very old culture and old stories and just seeing how those warp and change. Yeah. Over but the then years. lives on, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there Ma- you go. Makes you think of like what we know as the like a modern wizard or zombie. Like, how's that going to change in the future? Yeah, and where did it where did it come from in the first place? Like in in two hundred years, are they going to be making zombie movies? But zombies are like forty feet tall, <laughs> and mean, they sprint. I would watch that. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's too scary for me. Uh. <laughs> yeah also keep in mind this is a super overview i probably could have done a full episode on each one of these yeah, but easily i'm sure i just thought you know this is a season finale people yeah. aren't going to get content from us for a while yeah. they deserve to just be totally overwhelmed with content and yeah. stuff learning they so, deserve uh, they deserve it yep there you go um I also had the same thought about my topic, so get ready. <laughs> Wait, are you for real? Yeah. Do I need to set a timer? <laughs> um, no. Uh, if if you're getting bored, just say that you're bored. Um, <laughs> this is amazing. Before I before I go into mine, uh-huh. uh, how about you do it this time? You have I'll set a timer. You have thirty seconds to um, tell people about every single way that they can support us. Three, two, oh, oh, oh. one, <clears throat> go. Okay, so the biggest thing you can do is our merch. We just launched that. You can see that in the show notes of our each episode of our podcast. You can also see that on our social media, at Learn Podcast. Um, you can buy anything from a sticker all the way up to a sweatshirt. Stickers are super cheap but super cool, and I just got all of them to put on my water bottle. Okay, we've also got Skillshare and Fiverr. Um, those are all really cool, and we've used those both, and we like them a lot. And you can support us in the show notes. There's links to both of those. We get a little bit of money from that, but they're all awesome, and we support it all. Well done. Was that seconds. totally? I feel like everything I've said this whole episode has been hectic as and fast insane. as you possibly can. <laughs> Hopefully, people You're just spitting. I guess this will be a good test. If I get zero votes for me this week, then we'll know. Then we'll know that people don't like that type of content. Well, I mean, I'm gonna kind of do that too. So okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this is an evil. E- evil, even evil battleground episode. <laughs> okay, uh, mine same same idea as uh, mini topics within a large topic. Love it, but pretty different. Um, okay, so have you ever heard of the Ig Nobel Prize? Uh, I've heard of the Nobel Prize, and it seems like you stuttered a little bit before that. No, I didn't. I purposely said the word Ig. <laughs> okay, then no. <laughs> okay, so the Nobel Prize is a prize that gets awarded. 
every year. Okay. Um, I believe there's there's certain categories. There's like, I don't know, five or six categories or something. Uh-huh. I, I, I watched some of uh, last year's Nobel Prize, actually, uh, like the actual ceremony. Uh-huh. It's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's very high class. Everyone's dressed up super nice, even though it's like remote because uh-huh. of COVID. Oh, great, great, great. Um, and very... Uh, like they have their traditions and everything and they have like opera and then like they have this uh, string trio. Everybody's just falling asleep. Lots of flowers. Mm. Uh, very highly produced. So it's it's like high class. Yep. The Ig Nobel Prize. Complete opposite. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. So uh, yeah, so this I've had my, I just found it like a month or two ago. This is the biggest sword that i'm unsheathing right now of all the swords in my quiver whoa my sword quiver uh, first of all of topics how cool is it that you have a sword quiver <laughs> a quiver for arrows i've got a quiver for swords <laughs> some arrows too how often do you drop a sword you know what oh every every episode every okay. every topic is a sword okay but this sword is the quiver. biggest this sword. is the biggest sword i have this is a sword created by a dwarf because i am i'm tired of losing and i want to win and i really really like this and it's it's a treasure trove <laughs> oh. of topics. Okay. So just know what I'm giving up. Okay. 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 I mean, you did a good <laughs> job hyping this up. Okay. I better better follow through. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, the no the Ig Nobel Prize ceremony is just complete chaos. It's held. It's a Harvard thing. It's held at one of the theaters at Harvard. Okay. They have these traditions as well, but everybody in the crowd dresses up and wears wears weird hats. Mm. And they have two paper airplane <laughs> things where everybody just brings a couple of paper airplanes. <laughs> they say, go. And then they just throw paper airplanes at a, this guy who's standing on stage. <laughs> and and they have like weird little uh, musical acts throughout it. Uh-huh. And, oh, they have two, um, they're called the the human spotlights. So it's these, uh, this old guy and this lady dressed up, completely painted silver, mm. head to toe. And they just they just hold flashlights above their heads and walk around and like shine the light on the notes that people are reading. This is gold. It's super funny and weird, and it's it's just yeah they're they're all online. I think since '95 they've all been videoed, and uh, and you can watch them. And it's like it's like pure intelligent person humor, like. <laughs> it's like scientist mathematician humor okay it's love it's it. very interesting um and a little cringy at times but anyway <laughs> um so the goal of the ig nobel prize is to first make people laugh and then to make people think oh i can appreciate that yeah. it oh. made Chaz laugh just now yeah oh also real quick other my favorite part about the ceremony is they they time people i think it's three minutes as well uh, I I kind of kind of gave a uh, a spoiler when uh-huh. I, at the beginning. Okay. There's this every, <laughs> right at three minutes, they send this little girl out, and she just stands at the person who's like accepting the award and giving their speech, talking uh-huh. about their what they did, and she just goes, "Stop talking, I'm bored. <laughs> Stop talking, I'm bored." And, what? Until they leave, <laughs> and people like bring little gifts to try and make her be quiet. It's super, just what? all these weird little traditions. Oh, this is unique. So anyway, I'm going to go through some of the most recent awards that people have been given. Uh, 
It's you could spend. Okay, it started uh, thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and there's ten prizes, ten <laughs> awards every year. So okay. there's three hundred uh, of these, and they're they're Whoa. all just all just a big hoot. So I'm gonna go through all three hundred. <laughs> okay, no, just just number kidding. one. You have thirty seconds each. <laughs> Two seconds each. <laughs> okay, uh, so this year the the peace prize went to the government of India and Pakistan for having their diplomats surreptitiously or sneakily ring each other's doorbells in the middle of the night and then run away before anyone had a chance to answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I, I read that and I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. They're just like kind of yeah, quirky having thing. fun. But yeah. no, it, it's like a part of harassment. <laughs> Diplomats like harass each other and like follow each other and like try and play mind games. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just funny that they ding-dong ditched each other. They're neighbors, <laughs> but, you know, that's what you do. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the next prize, uh, the acoustics prize. I'm going <laughs> to... I think it's important to read all the names, so I'm going to just read it through them as fast as I can. Okay. And, of course, butcher everything. Of course. Uh, the acoustics prize goes to Stephen Reber, Takashi Nishimura, Judith <laughs> Janish, Mark Robertson, and Takush Mifich for inducing a female... Chinese alligator to bellow in an airtight chamber filled with helium-enriched air. So they were, <laughs> they were trying to test if crocodiles can, like, hear how big another crocodile is based on, like, the, the, the tone of their, their growl. Of course they were. And, and somehow uh, making, I don't know. So here, here's what it sounds like. Uh, See if you can hear a difference between a helium, a crocodile on helium, or a crocodile not on helium. Okay. Not helium is first. Okay. Let me uh, turn the mic. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's very subtle. I hear it. The it's first very one was subtle. helium. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, I... fir- the first one was no helium. Oh, I Lower. don't hear it. Wait, play it one. <laughs> okay. Play it again. So it's a little bit higher, the second one. The second one is higher? Yeah. I hear the opposite. That's crazy. Oh. I guess crocodiles can pick it up. Anyway, <laughs> I am closer to a crocodile, I guess. So uh, a cro- <laughs> that's a crocodile on helium. Just a little bit of helium. Um, and it makes me think of what else you can... Uh, put on helium like that's not that's not cruel is it like if you were to give your dog just a little bit of helium no is that cruel i don't think so i think they would love it it's just no, like a... they probably wouldn't love it <laughs> what that, oh well i don't know it'd be kind of sad like what if they barked and it like scared him like Wait. what's happening to me <laughs> yeah Why do i sound like a cat anyway just a a, a big dog just barking <laughs> on helium i think would be so funny <laughs> we'll think about it all right, moving on. The Material Science Prize goes to Meet and Aaron, Michelle Bieber, James Norris, Alyssa Perone, Ashley Rutkowski, Michelle Wilson, and Marianne Rangat Raganti for showing that knives manufactured from he- Froman <laughs> knives manufactured from frozen human feces do not work well. Okay, <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> so uh, the reason they studied this was there's a an, an account of an Inuit man who. <laughs> who froze his poop and butchered a dog. Oh. And, and they were, they use it as evidence that uh, these groups of people are very, um, 
I don't know. Resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in their conclusion, while much research has shown foragers to be technically resourceful, innovative, and savvy, we suggest that this ethnographic account should no longer be used to support that narrative. Hmm. And it's funny because like all these research papers that are um, that people write, mm-hmm. they're so <laughs> they're so like uh, serious, <laughs> and they use uh, big fancy words, of course, and talking about uh, making a knife out of <laughs> frozen poop. Um, disclaimer: Sorry to everyone who finds the word poop offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> feces. <laughs> All right, moving on. One of my favorites. Uh, this is this year in the management category. Of course. Michael Scott, the 13th century mm-hmm. intellectual. Okay, these, this goes to five Chinese gentlemen named Shi Guang and Mo Tian Sheng, Yang Kang Sheng, Yang Guang Sheng, and Ling Xian Si. Wait, pause real fast. Absolutely destroyed those names, I'm sure. Uh, did you practice those? No. Okay, Wait, that's Did it re- sound good? Yeah. Okay. I mean... I was really worried about my topic, and yours is way worse as far as pronouncing things. That's, it's just called sight reading, baby. <laughs> okay, so these, are, used to these, it. <laughs> these are five professional hitmen in China who managed to contract for a hit job, uh-huh. which is a murder performed for money, in oh, the following way. After accepting payment to perform the murder, Shi Guang An then instead subcontracted the task to Mo Qian Xiang, who then instead <laughs> subcontracted the task all the way down on so all five of them subcontracted the job. <laughs> what an <a> organizational feat. <laughs> which which is, I just love it's in the management category. Um, so what happened, all the way t- down to the last guy, uh-huh. the original payment was going to be uh, just over a quarter million dollars. Okay. By the end, somebody, the last guy was going to get paid um, $14,000. Holy cow. <laughs> People were like, I don't want to do this. I'll just hire somebody else to do it. <laughs> And the last guy actually warned the person he was supposed to kill. Uh-huh. They set up this fake. He like tied him up, took a picture, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, "Okay, we got to fake your death now." Oh, <gasps> but then it's a good story, right? And then there. they sent the picture all the way back up the chain, and the guy's like, "Okay," but then they were all arrested, and I went to jail. It's probably, <laughs> probably for the best, but they still gave him like a prize, <laughs> like the money. For doing the no, like you know the award. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they give people, <laughs> yeah. There's they give all sorts. Like they gave Volkswagen a, a prize one year, and that's hilarious. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to be there. A lot of people are, but like if you're, I so don't they know. were just you can't you can't have the entire government of India come and accept an Ig Nobel right. Prize. But they they Maybe actively they were them. like these guys are like murderers. Or attempted, or yeah, attempted. potential attempted murderers. Yeah, but they did it in a funny way. So let's, <laughs> let's bring them on. Our- I don't know how they choose it, um, but they're they're presented by Nobel laureates. So people who have won the Nobel Prize before are huh. kind of the people who present these awards. Interesting. Uh, okay, 2019 award in physics okay. goes to Patricia Yang, Alexander Lee, Miles Chan, Elin Martin, Ashley Edwards, Scott Carver, and David Hu. Well done for studying how and why wombats make cube. Shaped feces. Wow, there's a lot of feces. <laughs> I guess even like really smart scientists with PhDs still think <laughs> that feces jokes are funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, they, these guys also also won. Two of these people won award four years before that. Oh, so they're they're double ignoble award. Two time ignoble award award winners. And they won that for uh, the fact that they figured out that nearly all mammals like, empty their bladders in about twenty one seconds, plus or minus thirteen seconds. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, anyone could make an yeah, would they put numbers to it? Specific numbers. Uh, 21 seconds uh, minus plus or, plus or minus 21 add seconds. 80% of that number. <laughs> well, uh, they said nearly all mammals, so take that. So they didn't even say all animals have... Well, maybe, they, maybe not all mammals have been discovered. You don't know. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, about back to wombat feces. Uh, they... <laughs> Uh, they believe it's used in, for communication, uh-huh. um, and then the fact that it's cubed, it doesn't roll away. Uh-huh. I read that multiple places. It wow. sounds not real, but some people uh, people agree on it, so I'm not going to argue. Okay. I've never studied a wombat. I, I don't know if I care enough to argue with people that are that invested in wombat feces. Uh, it also has to do with how they dry and the shape of their intestine. Okay. And so that's the part that they figured out. Mm. like why it's cube-shaped, and that's what they got the prize for. Nice. Love it. So um, one of the researchers said that the discovery that the cubes are created inside a soft tube reveals, listen to this, this is like a wholesome Uh uh, twist, uh, reveals an entirely new way of manufacturing cubes, which could have implications for manufacturing clinical pathology and digestive health. What? (laughs) Scientists can science anything. Remember my my last topic? There's always something to learn. Always something. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. that's why we started this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesome. Mm. Way to go, Caleb. Yeah. Way you to too. Go. Way to start this podcast. Man. We should do another season. You in? I'm in. Okay. Let's do it. It's happening. But you don't know when. Okay. The, <laughs> the biology prize in 2019 goes to Ling Jun Kong, Herbert Kripaz, Agnieszka Gorakak, Galeska. I'm not starting over. Uh, Urbanek, <laughs> Rainier, Dumick, and Thomas Paterik for discovering that dead magnetized cockroaches behave differently than living magnetized cockroaches. <laughs> I would agree. Very true. So they, they showed a, 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 a video at the... I, I watched most of this. Um, Wait, is the big difference that living magnetized cockroaches just move around on their one own of them. still? One of them. No, <laughs> okay. no, they actually did a... Uh, they showed a video where they had some dead magnetized cockroaches and some living ones and they would like put one on the fridge and they said okay that one's dead it sticks and they put a living magnetized cockroach on the fridge and then it just fell off and they're like it doesn't stick (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how you magnetize a cockroach how do you magnetize anything uh you can use a battery yeah isn't that like a science fair project you can use like some Uh, kind of oh yes 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 make a battery i learned about that on drake and josh oh yeah remember mindy no (laughs) okay Flexing my Drake and Josh knowledge. Is that um, the little sister? No, no, that's Megan. Oh, Meg. Anyway, uh, okay. The 2018 award in medicine goes to Mark Mitchell and David Wardinger for using uh. roller coaster rides to try to hasten the passage of kidney stones. <laughs> okay, see what I mean by just a true treasure trove of topic ideas? Uh, it's good stuff. Like you could do a whole topic on any of these. Yeah, and there's 300 of them. <laughs> this is, okay, this is how much I want to win, okay? You're, you're give, okay, I'll, give, I'll allow to you the fact that you're giving up a lot I'm giving up to a lot. present this as in the form that you're doing so. I mean, I still could use it because I don't know if you're going to read all of them, but maybe you will. I guess you, yeah, you could always just not mention that it's yeah, an ignoble. Yeah, or how I found it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, so anyway, they found that the front, if you sit in the front seat of a roller coaster, uh-huh. They tested, uh, they got, made this little model of a kidney and with some kidney stones. Nice. And they, they found that if you sit in the front of a roller coaster, or I guess, 
not overall, but with their tests, uh, four out of 24 were dislodged if you sit in the front, and then 23 out of 36 were dislodged if you sit in the back. What? So it's more effective to sit in the back of a roller coaster if you're trying to pass a kidney stone. <laughs> um, so the ideal God. roller coaster is, uh, quick, has quick drops, sharp turns, no more than 40 miles an hour, okay. and doesn't turn you upside down. Oh, okay. So it's got to be like a moderate roller coaster. They found the best roller coaster so far is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Roller Coaster at Disney World. Okay. Nice. If um, you've got a kidney stone and you're listening, you've got your fix. Yes. Yes. It well, was, like 80%. Yeah. Well, um, depending on like the where it was, uh-huh. uh, 100% of them were passed. <laughs> this is... I'm talking... I'm getting like... <laughs> Very biological. Yeah. This episode. I love anyway, this. <laughs> um, yeah, if if you're uh, working through some stuff, just try try a roller coaster. And uh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt anything, you know? Hey just maybe it's a little scary. Real fast. When we started this, since since this is a finale, I think it's okay to reminisce a little bit. Okay. When we started this podcast, did you ever expect that we would have gotten to this point to where we were talking about stuff like this? dislodging kidney stones and roller coasters and i'm gonna be honest this is exactly what i was hoping to talk about okay good well we're on brand then <laughs> i am i feel like yeah i mean i've you've been more over all over the place than i have which is good yeah that I, you do that i that's just i don't know like think back to like the it. uh Think back to the Forest Finn, King Jong Un basketball yes. days. Yeah, those were good days. We've come a long way. <laughs> we have. Okay, that's uh, good reminiscing. Yeah, uh, reminisce over. You can continue. Okay, I got a couple left. Okay. Um, so the 2018 Biology Prize goes to mm. Paul Betcher, Sebastian Leberton, Erica Wallen, Erica Hasherm, Philippa Barrero, Part Mary Volker, and Par Peter Witzkel. Okay, there's no way you got any of those right. I said Nobody's Peter. name is... Well, I'm trying to go as fast as I can, and I don't want to bore people, so I'm okay. just trying to get it over with. Got it. Just crank it out. Maybe I'll just... Blah, 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 and just call that butchering names. Uh, so they demonstrated that wine experts can reliably identify, by smell, the presence of a single fruit fly in a glass of wine. Interesting. Only female flies, though. So it has to be a female fruit fly... Okay. Uh, because they, they produce the pheromone that attracts males. Naturally. And um, so of all the expert sommeliers, wine tasters that they tested with, yeah, um, all the glasses that had a female fly in them were rated as more intense smelling. Like they could identify them, even if it was not in there for very long. Interesting. So even if a fly is dropped in your wine real quick uh-huh. and then removed, might spoil the whole glass. Man. Unless you're me. You probably just won't drink it anyway. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Wine's one of those things. It's just, it seems like it makes know. more sense to just not get into it. Just like have chocolate milk instead. Exactly. Yeah. $2 at the grocery store Yeah. for do, a week's worth. Do they make like fancy chocolate milk though? Oh, I've been searching. I don't know how you could get more fancy. <laughs> Besides like adding more sugar. Yeah. Or less sugar. Well, I guess if you put it in like a goblet... Oh. I've done that before. That's fun. Put, yeah, we've got some fancy goblets we got from our wedding, and every once in a while we put just <laughs> random stuff in there and pretend like it's fine like, dining. Like a king. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Uh, the award, the 2018 Chemistry Award, goes to Paula Ramau, Adelia Alaracao, and the late <laughs> Caesar Viana for mm. measuring the degree to which human saliva is good is a good cleaning agent for dirty surfaces. Mm. So they said it's very good. Human saliva is very good for cleaning paintings, sculptures, and gilded wood, which mm. is gilded means covered in gold. Sure. I'll buy it. So uh, <laughs> spit shine, real thing for some some objects. As long as it's a certain temperature. Don't spit uh. on your kitchen counter and use that as a cleaning agent because uh-huh. it doesn't work. Okay? It does not work. No. I mean, probably do it a, a degree, but like only some things it's effective. Does it say for like screens, like a phone screen? Here, how about you spit on yours and clean it, and then I won't as like the control, <laughs> and we'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, no? Okay. Next. We'll, we'll wait for the next next year's Ig Nobel Prize. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, last one. This one This one is just like super weird. 2016 Award for Biology. <laughs> like the last ones are weird. Yeah. All those other ones were normal, but here's a weird one. <laughs> this is awarded to two people, Charles Foster for living in the wild as at different times, a badger, an otter, a deer, a fox, and a bird. Okay, I, I love it so far. And to Thomas Thwaites for creating prosthetic extensions of his limbs that allowed him to move in the manner of and spend time roaming hills in the company of Oh, goats. I've seen this guy. I've seen the guy with his goat... His goat get up. Living with the goats. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it, the prosthetic at least. I didn't know he did a bunch of animals though. I was reading about him. Super weird guy. <laughs> well, you'd have to be. Well, yeah, he was like, well, yeah. I mean, the prosthetics guy is cool. Like, look, I use science to make a cool thing. I made you a goat. But he's weird by... <laughs> like, like he, would, he was into ultra marathons, but then he was like a lawyer also. But, but then he would like go live in, in the woods for... Couple weeks at a time eating worms. Of course, what in the world? Just a it's a unique lifestyle. Yeah, so he lived life as a badger for six weeks, sleeping in a dirt hole, <laughs> <laughs> eating earthworms. He came face to face with shrimps as he lived like an otter, and he spent hours curled up <laughs> in a back garden in East London, <laughs> and rooting in bins like an urban fox. And uh, you know what? You can read all about it in his book, Being a Beast. I'm. <laughs> He's got the term mixed up. No, no, I, I say it's correct. I'm glad that there's a type of award out there that would suit him because he <laughs> deserves something. Yeah, you, he can't just go unrecognized. And I. <laughs> it's really funny. To be honest, I don't know if there's like a purpose. He said like just the way that he lived life was a little bit different, but. <laughs> I think I would, he just kind of wanted to see what it was like. I would agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen him. I've seen the goat prosthetic. It, the actual prosthetic is really cool and mm-hmm. interesting, but it is weird to see a guy and like immediately when you see it, first few seconds is like that's kind of cool, and then it clicks in your head like, wait, why? Why was this made? And why <laughs> is this guy doing this? Like, right oh, now? he's like a. Oh, he's a. Kissing a goat. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> that is pretty cool. You know what? I have actually seen that too. Now that I look at it. Yeah. Oh, he's, he, oh, he's got a helmet on too, so he can like smash into them. Yeah. He's, I don't, is that allowed? The full get up. <laughs> yeah. Is that animal cure cruelty if you're also the animal? Oh. Or is it just, I guess he's just being like them. 
Yeah, well, to become a goat, you have to smash heads with a goat. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. A thousand percent. Anyway, so that's... If, if you're interested more, you can read 290 more of these. Um, it's, so good. It is a good time, I'm going to be honest. Um, it, it's held every year in, in November, around the same time as the no- Nobel Prize ceremony. We should... Uh, let's get that on our calendar. Let's watch it. Go to one or like get one? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we should go, but let's just watch it. Do okay. they do like a live stream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. We can get some pizza... Maybe bring Ooh. some people in. We can do some Ig live tweeting about it or yeah. something. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, ignoble means not noble. Oh. But then they just split the word to have Nobel by itself. The whole, th- the whole time I was thinking, I guess noble. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Yeah, it's very silly. Just pure silliness convention. Yeah. I love it. But then it makes you think. It makes you laugh. And then you think. And then it makes you think. <laughs> Man, this has been this is a fitting season finale. Just I, yeah. a marathon episode of a bunch of things put together. Hope you're paying attention. I'm happy that that, that our topics kind of aligned like that. Yeah, yeah. I think we both just wanted to go all out, mm. give people, um, yeah, something to last. Like mm. ho- hopefully you're slightly like you still want to listen, but you're slightly like okay, I just need to not listen to anything else for a while <laughs> hopefully we overloaded you with information just to the point. barely just barely yeah we like 103 percent to where yeah. you're like i just need a rest period <laughs> and then i want way more learn me something yeah, yeah. it's like yeah ex- yeah we, we did okay. some purpose i think we did good yeah i think we're awesome <laughs> <laughs> Oof. oh man this okay. has been a great season yeah. And uh my favorite episodes so far. Oh yes, that's Honestly good. the first one, uh Kim Jong Un playing basketball. I just that's just a, such an interesting topic to me. Okay. It's been so long. Who won that? That was Forrest Finn, right? Well, that's uh, who I had going against that. Yeah, uh yeah. Yep. I don't remember. Okay. Uh that wasn't the recordishment, was it? I don't For those of you who haven't listened to the first episode, or whatever episode that was, one of the punishments was uh, to make a recorder song. That was probably my proudest punishment. <laughs> or the, uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, you, did, you, you nailed that. Okay, what about you? Least favorite punishment. Let's recap here. Um, okay, I had to do... I had to moonwalk for a couple of hours. <laughs> While you were moving... Yeah, I was like moving moving in like a dryer to my house. <laughs> Moon, I was like, I'll go backwards. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, I had to not, oh, you know what? Probably not using my thumbs. That was the worst one you For think? 24 hours. That was horrible. <laughs> it like, it like actually started hurting. Oh, just the so, feeling you're, yeah. yeah. I think those ones that like you have to do something for a long time uh, yeah. are the hardest ones. Uh. Blended spaghetti was horrible. Yeah. Did you? I almost yeah. threw up. Yeah. Really? You gagged? Well, yeah. Well, I was just talking with some people about this. Oh, uh, by the way, if you're playing um, bodily secretion or excretion bingo, that should give you a blackout. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about everything. We got them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. 
Yeah, I was just talking with someone about it, and they, because I was thinking about the method I used. Because so I I don't do a ton of cooking, but we have a blender. Yeah. And I didn't, didn't really know a ton, so my wife made spaghetti for me, and she wasn't at home. And I was like, I gotta blend this. So I just threw the spaghetti in the blender and tried to blend it up, and the blender like got stuck, like overloaded because it was so thick. Mm-hmm. That's when I learned that was a thing. So I was like, okay, to soften this, I'm just gonna put water in there. Yeah. Thinking water back down a little bit. Like tomato sauce, anything really anything other than water would have been a good alternative, but it was so gross. <laughs> Now you know. And what's funny, okay, this is going to make me seem dumb too. I was watching iCarly the other day, because why not? Mm -hmm. And uh, they do that. I didn't realize they do that on an episode of iCarly. I'm pretty sure it's spaghetti too. They were like, can you drink blended spaghetti? And they like blended it there and had a guy try it on their little web show. And he was like, yeah, pretty good. Not bad. So, so like there me. you go. We accidentally copied iCarly. Uh, I have to give you props for being confident enough to tell people that you watch iCarly. I I talked about Drake <laughs> and Josh too. While we're at it, I watch Victorious. Let's just let's round it off and do all three. I was gonna make a Selena Gomez Wizards of Waverly Place joke too during my Wizards <laughs> segment because I watched that back in the day, but. Okay, you don't currently watch that. No, I might. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. I probably will. You gotta. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just nothing beats like Drake and Josh, iCarly. They are. They're now classics. Yeah. Modern classics. Okay. Oh, also, real quick. Yeah. Another favorite one. Just while we're reminiscing again. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is like our most classic. Mm. Of if you can have a classic, hit me. Uh, the. Uh, what was it called? Huga versus, uh, what was it balloon? Balloon fest. Balloon fest. That was a fun one. There were a lot of twists, and like yours was really wholesome, and then mine was really weird. No, yours was just very fun, and entertaining. And mine, like the most conversations I've had about this podcast, probably have to do with Huga around that. I think, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I might go back and listen to some of them again. It's it's weird. It's been so long. Like, I don't even really remember who won what mm-hmm. or what the punishments were for specific episodes or, like, some of the topics even. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. You could get a, a little refresher. I feel I'm, I'm just looking through them. I feel like I could do a, a, a pretty nice recap of any of these. So I feel, uh, I yeah, feel, I th- I feel smarter. I think if I looked at them, I could I could sum them up. I both feel smarter and dumber, <laughs> <laughs> which is perfect. Oh, uh, one one messed up ski trip. Oh, I really liked that one. That was fun. Mostly happy about my uh, naming job, the title. Of that. Yeah, and we did some themed episodes. We should do we should do oh. some more of those. We did. <laughs> yeah, we were going to do one every five. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, uh, okay. A couple more because I'm scrolling through now. Yeah. Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Oh, yeah. Maybe you do need to listen to these that's again. An, um, that's another classic. That, was, that is classic, yeah. Sure. Um, High Jump Revolution was pretty popular. Uh, some of these, yeah, some of these are pretty funny. 
Yeah, all sorts of fun. If you have, uh, again, if you have any topic ideas or ideas of things that would be cool for the podcast that you want to tell us about, we'd love to hear that. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people have told me about topic ideas. I've got them all written down. What? Yeah. So thanks for people who have told me ideas. I feel like I'm at a dis... Well, I can't say that because I'm up four in a row. Four wins in a row. So burn. Yeah. Good recap. It's been a fun season. Yeah. We hope that you've enjoyed it. And uh, you just stay tuned. Stay on our social media. We're going to yeah. be posting on there. We won't disappear. Fun facts, random stuff to keep you guys entertained until we're ready to... <laughs> almost said kick the bucket. That is not how that term is used. <laughs> kick the bucket into season two. <laughs> and we've got some exciting surprises in store coming up. Yes. Uh, okay, 30 seconds. Why should people vote for you? Uh, the Ig Nobel Prize uh, is just a wealth of information and entertainment. Yep. And uh, it's just awards that are meant to make you laugh and then think. Mm. And maybe uh, inspire you to think creative, create, creatively about, about the world, look at things differently, always ask questions, uh, even okay. at the stuff that you might not think you could learn from. I just did the same thing as last week. <laughs> hey, it and works. it's super funny to just read through them. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Super funny. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay. And for me, I just, I talked about stuff that we all like. And uh, I mean, how do you not vote for wizards and dragons and elves and dwarfs and zombies Good and point. vampires and werewolves and just some cool things? And uh, my goal is just, you know, same thing as the Santa Claus episode. When you think about these things, I just want you to know the true story behind them. And I, that probably ruins it a little bit, but uh, it's worth it because it's fun. No, I think it, I, li- I like knowing where they come from. Yeah. And where they go. And where they come from. Mm. Yeah. Chaz, you want to finish it off? Don't do it. Don't do it. No, ah! boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josiah, tell them what the punishment is. Um, it's rich. It's a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Because every time I forget. Like, <laughs> what? What? I'm, ex- I'm exhausted <laughs> from doing po- punishments. Okay. So it's the... Uh, okay, since we've got some time, the loser will have to write and perform... Is this, this is what Yep, I'm, yep. You're on it. A uh, rap. Or spoken word. Or spoken word. Yep. It's, it's up to the loser. And that will be... Uh, they can write it, I guess, about whatever they want. It would yeah. be cool if it was on brand about Learn Me sure. Something Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it will be performed in the grand premiere, episode one of season two, when that releases. So yep. this week, jump on. If you're listening during the voting period, jump on and vote. You can vote in... The, with the link in the show notes below. Yeah, just a direct link. So you don't you don't necessarily need social media or anything. Yep, you can go straight to the link. Or if you like social media and you like us, you can go to our social media, Instagram, Reddit, and LinkedIn, at Learn Podcast. We throw the link um, to vote up on there as well. And uh, we'll do a big reveal of the loser on our social media. And then uh, you guys are just going to have to wait for episode one of season two to hear the grand performance as a big kickoff to the new season. Yeah, it'll be good. And uh, closing, voting closes uh, Sundays, yep. Sunday evenings. So if you can, vote before then. 
Yeah, it's fun. We like it when you vote. And we like it when you review. Um, leave a review. Leave a rating. As we're about to dive into the next season, we're ready to hit the ground running. So uh, now's a great time to tell a friend about it. Maybe get a sticker, give it to some people, stick it on a water bottle, you know, a little bit of cheap publicity for us. And uh, yeah, that'll give people enough time to get caught up on season one so that they're ready when season two kicks the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever it happens. Tip the bucket over. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. Season two, I'm going to use this time to do very in-depth research. Mm. I've got some... Real good ideas coming up. Watch I'm out. Excited. Watch out. If you could see his face. This is my year. My it's... eyebrows are up. My head's pointed down a little bit. <laughs> it is a look of ferocity. <laughs> it's a look of velocity. <laughs> we should get an ignoble award for that term. All right. That's all I got. What do you say we wrap up this season? Sounds good. Put a big bow on it. Let's wrap it up with a bow. Okay. Larry, uh... For the last time this season, why don't you play us out? Do your thing. <laughs>